You are now tuned in from the desk of low. Brought to you by from the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the desk of low. I have with me the fourth Canadian artist to ever appear on the show. And let me tell you, he's got one hell of a album too. He's actually got a couple of hell of a projects too out there too. Um, one of my most favorites is Tiffany Joints. And he also fucks with... Uh, Kid Vicious, that's Alien Gay Night there, so anybody who fucks with Kid Vicious got a spot on my show. Without further introductions, I have Lord Juco. Yo, 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 it's good. Uh, let's start this off right, sir. Uh, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you too, man. Um, so I'm curious, where did the Lord Juco sto- story start off, sir? When did you first find your passion for hip-hop? Uh, first project, shit, making me think, um, <laughs> the first record ever recorded and put out was The Money, that was in 2016, I believe. Oh, so this is recently. Yeah, 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 I haven't actually been rapping long. Damn, I it mean, sounds like you've been rapping long. I've, I've been rapping forever, but like actually putting out work for people to hear it's only been two three years okay <laughs> yeah that explains so, why you're so nice yeah yeah so I'm mastering my craft now did you have to play around with a bunch of different names before Lord Juco for the people who are listening um yes and no I always had little stupid fucking names so, excuse my language oh no you can curse names. no worries Okay, okay, bless, bless. Uh, now, I always had stupid names fucking around with the homies and shit. You know how it is. Everyone thinks they're a rapper in fucking high school, so. Um, but, like, nothing ever stuck. And then when I decided to actually put something out, I figured I'm going to have to actually have a name to go by. And then Lord Juco was thought of. And uh, been with, been running with it since. I was going to say, too, um, <clears throat> some of your album album covers too are crazy like <clears throat> that's what i like about an artist too like if you got dope album artwork i'm gonna listen to your stuff it don't matter like what i'm doing and stuff like that like um like the jade project too i was in the middle of work looking up research on you and i seen that jade project i'm like let me just uh dash off real quick on my break and digest this real quick when i heard that i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out to this guy right here this guy right here is some next level stuff but um, before we get into that, too, are we always from Toronto? Yeah, yeah, I'm, well, I'm from Malton, which is a little city outside of Toronto, but you know how it is, everyone from here just says we're from Toronto to make it easier to talk about. Yeah, but you actually been to, like, in the city itself, though? Absolutely, absolutely, I'm in the city every day. Now, um, when you're getting inspired to be a rapper too can you remember the very first record you ever heard that made you want to be a rapper like like a Nas or a Jay-Z or, or even a Feral Monch yeah actually I probably I, I couldn't tell you the exact record or or like you know I could sit here and tell you like it's so I've heard other people say like well I was four years old it was this you know what I mean like I, I don't remember that well but I can guarantee you it was ODB because my mom put on ODB a lot when I was young and his voice caught me and that, that's what made me actually pay attention to hip-hop was ODB. Oh, okay. So would you say this was around um, his 1999 album or his debut uh, Return to 36 Chambers? 
I, you know what? I couldn't put a timeline on it, but I, I would, I would say the debut because '99 sounds a little bit later on. Yeah, that's when he was like messing with Mariah, and then too, like, uh, you yeah, to... yeah, like that. That shit was on the radio. So yeah, like, you know, like, everyone <laughs> yeah. kind of heard that. So. <sighs> yeah, uh, I, would, I would say it was the debut then. Now, um, for the people listening too, because you said that you started putting stuff out in 2016, is Peep your first project that you put out? Peep is the first EP, yes. Uh, properly educated, the EP. That's actually what that stood for. Peep is the first project. And it's funny that you say you like the artwork because that cover is actually my homie's supers unit in his building that's just his wall was all fucked up from throwing shit at it so I'm, like, I'm taking a picture of this and that's how that came <laughs> so you do a bike at a wall damn <laughs> well the bike's hanging everything else is oh okay hanging. okay yeah and then there was a vacuum and i don't know this shit just looked amazing what made you just like so i'm gonna use that as a as a, a ep cover because that's a that's an interesting than to use as a cover. Yeah, now nah, we used to just chill there all the time, and I never took it in. And one day I just looked over, I'm like, hey, you got a lot of shit stuck in your fucking wall. And I just took a picture of it, and I was like, this is it. It, just, it, it spoke for what <laughs> I was rapping about at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, would you say, too, like, you and Wildflower, was that, like, the first ever chemistry y'all ever did together, or you've been knowing it for, like, some time now? No, that actually, um, I, I still don't even know Wildflower like that, to be honest. He, he's cool, though. It was just over some SoundCloud shit. Like, at the time, like, that's what it was, right? Before I was putting out music, I was just rapping on other people's beats, you know what I mean? So, Wildflower was, like, the first producer I ever reached out to that sent me shit. And, like, that's just kind of how that ended up working out. Oh, really? Because it sounds like you guys have been, like going out for a while now too but like it's just you just never know who you may have chemistry with yeah yeah it's crazy that like that that was my introduction i look at it now like wow wildflowers like sound is very unique you know what i mean like he has his own lane really and and that's how i started rapping really it's just crazy and now would you say your second ep ever was a mark and wayne uh, I, did Mark and Wayne come before Tiffany joins, or I think it was Tiffany uh, joins? Uh, in my notes, uh, yeah, they're both in the same year. It says in my notes. Okay, yeah, then that was that was the next project. That was with Rain. That was um, the, I don't know. If that, yeah, I guess that's no, uh, actually um, according to your Bandcamp, uh, Tiffany joins is the second project that came out. Oh, there you go. Okay, okay so we so we could so we could jump into that one too, uh, Tiffany. That's actually my favorite project by you. Well, besides Jade, it's hard to pick. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, anytime, my Jade. Like, please, I keep it a mill. Um, you got some crazy names on that second project, too. Like, um, the first one I just want to get into is The Show Must Go On. That really showcases yourself. Um, it doesn't have anyone on it, though, but that really showcases your talent as an MC. Thank you, man. Thank you. When you get inspired, too, like, do you have to listen to other people to write stuff like that? Or, like, you don't really get, ins- like, you don't really have to listen to other people to get inspired to write. You just have to live life. To be honest, I have to stop listening to other rappers to get inspired. Because I, when, when you write, I find that, like, and I notice this a lot. I find that it, if you're listening to someone, that they're subconsciously going to come out of you. 
in, in one way or another, you're either going to take something they said or sound the way they do in one way or another. That's what I find with myself personally. So I've stopped listening to hip hop when I am making my own hip hop. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that completely makes sense too because you want to be authentic with it. You don't want to be copying off somebody. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to tell my story and like I, I just can't be listening to other rappers when I'm doing that because like like I said, I, I listen to hip-hop. I'm a hip-hop fan, but like if I'm listening to rock, I find I start to sound like rock. Even though that's a compliment to myself and I'm boosting, but like you understand what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah. You, you kind of you subconsciously gravitate to that sound or whatever, right? Yeah, because um, we can be easily influenced by the music we listen by. Exactly. Um, exactly. What made you want to name it Tiffany Joints out of all the things you could have named that project? Um, to be honest, I got to give full credit to my, to my homie Stan. Um, he came up with the whole concept, sure. Like, yo, let's do a Tiffany colored Glock. I'm like, fuck, that's genius. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it is. That's kind of dry. He's like, yo, just call it Tiffany Joints. Like, yo, that's all him. He's really genius. He put together that whole shit, and if if you look now, I'm, I'm doing the credit on this guy. That doesn't mean nothing, but that guy's pretty much been like my right hand man from the jump. And when he when y'all seen the cover for the first time, you're like, that was it right there. Yeah, because like we found a picture of one, but once it got drawn, like sweet. yeah, because like it's drawn as opposed to like having it like just a picture. Yeah, that came out crazy. It came together crazy. That project actually. I had that mostly done before Wildflower, um, the Peep EP came out. It's just like, it was just a collection of other music. You know what I mean? It wasn't one producer, so. Uh, um, what yeah. was the first record you recorded for Tiffany Joints? Um, fuck. That's a good question. If you can remember, um, it's all good. If you can, I understand. It was same bottle. Okay, with Young Z and Peace Wong. Uh, Peace Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the outsiders. Because, I was just gonna uh, say that outsiders right there. Yeah, that, that come on, like that's just crazy to me to this day. <laughs> like, Those legends yeah. right there, underground legends. Absolutely, absolutely. And I reached out to Young Z. He did his shit, and then I, I had, that was sitting on that for almost a year, and then that came out with everything else. When you're sitting on um, tracks like that, too, like, is it hard for you to hold on to, or do you know, like, the patience of holding on to something like that? Oh, yeah, no, I'm very disciplined. I know, I know, I got shit right now I don't even want to talk about. Oh, yeah, no, I completely understand. I'm not that guy. I don't want to, I don't feel I'm, I'm, I'm big enough or I have the platform to be announcing anything anyway. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck am I? Well, you know? I like how you... just going to come on, it's going to come out. Well, before I interview um, everybody, um, when I offered him the placement, too, I always sit back and watch him to see how they react, too, because this is all new to me. I like how you're very conservative and you keep it to yourself. You didn't go wilding out um, on Facebook, YouTube, and I'm posting all this stuff. I'm like, I didn't even approve of Um because this one guy, um, I'm like, okay, let's have you on the show. And he went on YouTube and everything posted. I'm like, dude, like, Nah, man, like, you can't be moving like that, man. Like, it's got to be on my platform. You can't just be announcing shit. That's why I'm like, all right, Lord Juco, he got dope energy, too, because he's not wilding out like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, now, with <clears throat> you <clears throat> getting a record of Kid Vicious, too, 
very first time you ever heard of Vish. I'm curious. <laughs> very time. Definitely through Royce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I bet you Royce was the introduction to all of us Vish fans. Yeah, my apologies, sorry. Yeah, it was definitely through Royce. And then um, I heard, um, what was the track, what's it called? Uh, Coward. And I was like, oh, this, this, this dude's fucking insane. Yeah, Vish is an own animal. <laughs> yeah, he's dope. He's crazy. Um, when you reached out to him and um, y'all got the record done together too, um, what was that feeling like? You Knowing like, because like everyone gravitates towards different artists too, but like <laughs> Vish, man, that dude definitely deserves his shine. Yeah, definitely. No, he he deserves a lot more than he's got. That's for sure. He he could rap like really rap, and 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 I think that too, um, because he has an early early career too. He's been on the bar exam like spinning at it too. Um, he's really embracing the underground scene too. So when I seen y'all two at a record, I'm like, all right, Lou Juco, good dope. Um, you have uh, a record that most people would kill to have. Um, you have Benny the Butcher and Rock Marciano on the same track together. Yeah. You know how much people yeah. would kill to have that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, like, I like how humble you are. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely do. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what was that, like, what was that feeling like? Like, like did, 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 you, did you see the potential of that record back then? Or you were just, like, in your creative zone and not even thinking of, like, the outcome? To be honest, uh, I planned the entire thing from start to finish on that one. I found, like, the sample. I flipped it. I got Rain to do it for me. Uh, I recorded that song originally with three verses by myself. And then oh. uh, I, I reached out to Benny, and Benny did it. So I took one verse off, and then I reached out to Rock with Benny already on it and me. And then Rock did it, and it was just, I was like, fuck it. That's it. Was it hard, like, cutting uh, your, your three verses and trying to pick the best one for that record? No, because my first one was my first one, and it was just perfect. <laughs> oh, so, so you didn't have to, like, I, figure that out easy. Yeah, no, I didn't love the other two verses, so I just, like, I got Benny and Rock, so, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta take that one. Yeah, and that's one hell of a way to, like, end, uh, like, that EP, too. Like, it goes, like, it's an experience. I don't know if you ever heard that. Like, taking you, taking your listeners on a ride. Yeah, I actually have heard that. Because, like, um, even tracks, like, you don't give a fuck, too. Like, I was like, okay, this guy definitely understands the game, too. When, um, can you tell the listeners, too, who are not tapped in to what HSB means? Say that again, I'm sorry. For the people who are ain't tuned in, like like they're not tapped in, um, can you tell them what H S B means? Well that that that's high school blues. Alright, so for the people listen, no, y'all gotta go check that track out. Actually check out that whole Tiffany Joints album out. That shit crazy. Yep, definitely. Um, when was the first time you ever heard of the Griselda movement? I'm actually curious about that too, because the first time I ever heard of them was through uh, Combat Jack, way before Shady. Um, no, the first time I heard of them, it's actually funny because you brought it up. Uh, I seen the Psygod cover on Instagram, um, and I was just 
like, this is fucking insane. Like, whatever this is, I need to know what it is. So I went and listened to that. <coughs> and then uh, from there, just went backwards, you know what I mean? Uh, after I heard that album, I just I figured out who Wes was, figured out who Conway was, figured out who Benny was, and, like, just delved and really took everybody in. Now, when you were listening to Fly God 2, did you like, damn, I didn't know people were still spinning like this. Yeah, the whole sound is just beautiful. Well, no, because we've always had Rock. Rock hasn't gone anywhere. And he's always been spinning the way he, like, I don't know. He's gotten better, actually, please. But, yes, the whole Griselda movement is, is, is very needed in hip-hop. You know, like, just to have that aura, that feeble sound back. Doesn't, it doesn't even matter who's doing it. It's just good to hear it again. When you say rock, are you talking about rock from Helta Stigelta? No, I'm talking about Rock Marcy. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I'm over here thinking like Rock Bootcamp clip. I'm like, Dad, I like this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> but Rock Marcy out is still dope too, man. But yeah, I understand. Like, um, It's like what Knowledge said too. Um, him and Rock, he been fighting that fight for a long time too um, with that sound. Because I think that... Uh, when did Marsburg drop? Twenty ten. I think that's when it first started, like to mold that under that new underground wave, as you would say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> now I'm curious too. Um, the lane that you're in too. What what ins- ins- inspiration do you get when you see Westside Gun and Conway signed to people like Eminem? To be honest, I don't look for shit like that. Oh, I say that last part again, you cut out. I'm sorry. Um, no, I said, uh, I don't look for shit like that. Like, no disrespect to them, that's good for them, but, like, I'm not paying attention to that at all. So, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> it, it doesn't, like, it doesn't inspire you knowing, like, the like the higher-ups are watching this underground movement? No, because you, you know that. Like, every... The whole underground movement, all my peers in this underground shit, they're on radio, they're on Soul Fast, they're on DJ Clips. Like, everyone, everyone's getting spins. Like, what, what's different is that we're not getting paid the same. It's yeah. a different time. That's all it is. Well, I, I like how you said that, too, getting paid, too. Um, owning your music and masters, too. How important is that to you? That's everything. To pride and joy, man. That's everything. Because I noticed that you have just some exclusives just on uh, Bandcamp. Yeah, and I, I just did a vinyl only for one. Um, um, those, those ones that are on Bandcamp is just because the covers are too loud to... To be putting uh, on there? <laughs> yeah, to be putting on like iTunes and shit. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I was going to say that Clockwork cover is pretty graphic. Yeah, yeah, I, I realize now that <laughs> it's a little out there. But that's what grabs the listener's attention, though. I, I agree. I agree. Because if you got, like, crazy artwork, too, they're going to tap into, like, um, as we're going to your third project, too, uh, Mark and Wayne, too. Like, what made you want to name it Mark and Wayne, too? Because, like, I understand the hockey players, too, but, like, is it kind of like the chemistry you and Wayne have? 
Yes, that's, that's what it was. Because Rain calls, him, calls himself at the time, I believe, like Rain Gretzky on Twitter or something like that. Oh, really? <laughs> so, it, okay, so it definitely fit the topic. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah, we're just going to do this Mark Dwayne because I'm fucking lit. It was right there. It was there. You know what I mean? Um, curious, too. Like, when you're naming tracks, um, you got some, like, crazy, like, night titles for tracks like frozen henny too that's what that's what grabs me too like if you got like some crazy names for songs i'm gonna check it out to see what you're talking about yeah yeah i think that's an important part of the piece you know what i mean like the as a project as a whole you gotta everything's gotta be right um curious too um track placement too and what that means to you that's very important man you gotta build you gotta build your shit properly it's gotta flow Got to be easy to listen to, you know. We're, it's about putting together cohesive work as opposed to just like fire. You know what I mean? With that project, um, did you have to play around with different track placements too, or the first time that you placed each track to where it was, you knew that was the first one? No, no. Like you, I definitely have to move shit around all the time, all the time. Okay. Uh, and like that's what I like to hear too, because like some artists would just be like, "I recorded that track first, that one goes first. It's like, no, you gotta, you gotta catch, you gotta build, a, you gotta build the listener up. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't do that. I do that with the beats, and then after I rap, it might change. So like that, I don't know. Never know, right? Yeah, you got ransom on that project too. I seen. Sorry. You got ransom on that project. Yeah, yeah, that that was crazy. And most people, yo, Ransom is, like, so, like, underrated, yo, I'd be trying to tell people, man, I'm like, you gotta tap into that 1% album by Ransom, that is crazy yeah. rapping on that. Yeah, Ransom's, Ransom's been doing that for years. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time hearing Ransom on that fabulous track, and he murdered everybody on This Is Family, you remember that? No, but that, I, no, but that. That just sounds like ransom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fabulous Joe Budden, Red Cafe, a couple other people, but he murdered everybody on that track. I believe it. I believe uh, it. That guy's elite. The first time you ever heard of Ransom, I'm curious. Um, damn, a good one. So that's how I found Ransom. I'm curious how you found uh, Ransom. Fuck, where did I find Ransom? Um, oh, I know. It was one of those. Um, is it DJ Clue or DJ Envy? What uh, was the thing called? Uh, I think it was DJ Clue. Uh, Desert Storm. I heard a Desert Storm record. Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, that's the, I heard a Desert Storm record. I don't remember the name name of the record, and it was definitely more than one person on it, but Ransom was on it, and he just killed everybody. I was like, all right, this guy is fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he released that Street Cinema in 2007. I still got that rotation, too. Big Wheels? Oh, come on. I'm telling you, he's a savage. Um, what was that feeling like, knowing that you got him on a track? I, I, that was actually the first time I ever heard of Murr, too. Is that your boy? Uh, Murr's actually Rain's boy, but he, he killed that shit, too. Yeah, he held it down. They they know each other, so it was only Rain. Okay. The right thing to do. Did you have to play around of sampling hockey when you were recording that, too? Or did you like, I'm not going to include that or include this? Like, did you have to play around with that I, idea? I, de- I definitely wanted that to happen, because, like, we're both Canadian. Like, fuck it. Just put the hockey shit in there. You know what I mean? Plus, we, I was with him. We were watching the playoffs at the time. So, I'm pretty sure it was, like, Leafs, Washington, or some shit. And that guy's an Ovechkin fan, so... Yeah. It all came together. 
came about organically. Okay. And then, um, one of my also, uh, it's, it's like I said, it's hard to choose between this one and uh, Tiffany Jones. That Jade Project too, goddamn! When you seen that um that cover too, what made you want to include that cover too? Because that's one, that's an interesting cover too. That's like an acid trip cover, if you, if, from my opinion, I've never done acid. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I, was to, I was about to ask you how it goes, but uh, <laughs> no, no, I never done that shit. Uh, no, I wanted a painting, and I didn't want to pay for it, so that's how I got that cover. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. See, like, um, what what inspired the name Jade, too? Like, does that stand for something? Because uh, I had the Jade mask, right? And I just thought the Jade mask suited the sound of the, the whole tape. So it was crazy. But, um... No, I also talk about Amy Winehouse on the fucking... On the Jade, record. House Jade, I don't fucking know, some shit like that, right? Yeah. So it was to that because Four Limbs is from the UK and she's my favorite UK artist, so I'll better, like, tie something together. Uh, who's your favorite UK artist again? Amy Winehouse. Really? Sorry. Wow, I never would have expected that. Wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. A lot of dope. Ah, that's why I love when artists do interviews, too. You always find out something that you never would expect from them, too. Um, remember when Amy Winehouse collaborated with Ghostface? Oh, my God. I bet you that must sound like heaven to you. To be honest, I didn't actually like that song that much. Really? <laughs> yeah. It didn't. I don't know. I just felt like it didn't go right. But he, Ghost killed his shit. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It just, I don't like it, it wasn't for your ears. Yeah, like, some worlds don't need to collide. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But Amy Winehouse, wow, I never would have expected that. You should definitely listen to her, man. Um, I think I might have to, too, because I just, I, I, I skimmed through her music, too. But, like, um, if an artist like you, is that your favorite UK artist? Because my favorite UK artist is Skeptica. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, damn, Amy Winehouse, yeah, what's happened to Amy Winehouse after this interview, too? Um, I'm curious, too, um, the chemistry you and Four Limbs have, too, because you work with these producers that you have, like, crazy chemistry with, too, like, Memoirs of a Lord, too. Now, for the people who are listening to the Memoirs of a Lord, too, y'all need to, like, just tap into that, just... Pause this interview and just go tap into that and then come back and then y'all can get in back into this too. Um, how much takes did that take you? Um, Memoirs of a Lord? Yeah. Like to get to the one that's on the album? Yeah. Uh, like or just how many verses did I do for that one song? No, um, like how like how much takes did it get to get to the actual album? Like, like how much time did you have to go in the booth and like record it, like just to get it perfect? Because I understand like pre um, artists they go back and like I don't like the way I said this, and they go back and redo it. Oh yeah, I spent like two days doing that. Okay. Like two two sessions, just recording and deleting everything. So it wasn't yeah, just, like, straight up off the top of the head, like, you took your time with that one? Yeah, yeah. No, I took my time with everything. It's just, um, even if... Oh, I, it sounds like it you is... really took your time with that one, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely, I do. I'm, I'm patient, because, like, there's all... I'm a perfectionist, too. There's always something I don't like about everything I do, which I think is what also is, like, a blessing for me, because I'm always trying to get better. But point is, like, I can always nitpick at something. You know what I mean? So... Is yeah, it a, it's hard to just. I don't. I don't ever just rap 
my verse top first time and that we're good to go. Like I only do that for features because features like usually knock it out right away. But for my own shit I always take my time. Is it um is it hard for you to name I mean, sorry. Is it hard for you to like delete stuff after you hear it a certain way? Uh yes and no. Yes, I know. Yes, okay. because it's like you're it's right, but no, because you could always just do it again. Yeah. You know? So like it's good to just keep trying. Um, how did you come across Four Limbs? Four Limbs, same shit actually. SoundCloud. Me and him did like one track a long time ago, and it was really good. And I never came out with it because I couldn't get it mixed. So I just fucking deaded it, and then I reached out to him. And we just did a project. Like I was super talented. Everyone should check out Four Limbs. Now I noticed, like with uh, one of your projects too, like you always have like a standout guest, like a Daniel son too on that, like a paid in full. Like, um, do you intentionally do that? What do you mean, like just like, have... no? Like, do you always try to have like a standout guest on each project you do, or that just kind of comes about naturally? That just comes about, to be honest. Like midway through certain things, I just think of certain people, like how, like you know what I mean. Like certain people's sounds work with. With other shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Hard to explain, but yeah, yeah. No, that's all like spur of the moment. Okay, because like I know how some artists are like strategetic like that too, but some it just happens organically like that too. So that's why I'm curious about that. Yeah. Um. Now a lot of things that's been coming across my radar recently, and it's been coming across my radar like crazy recently too. Like I've been seeing people post this like crazy. Uh. Let me see if I take this right. Lord Classy. Um, yeah. This guy's name is Forts? Fortes. Oh, Fortes. All right. My bad, Fortes, if I reach out to you in the future. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Fortes and you also got some crazy collaborative um, chemistry together, too. And that's recent. That's a recent release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you say that's your first release for 2019? Um, I think I did something familiar. Was it Shadows? No, Shadows was Christmas. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, no, I did, uh, I have a Death of the Darby series with Cousin Fail. I, I've dropped, uh, I dropped a track. We've been dropping a track every month. Oh, it's different just a track? Derby. Yeah, we're just doing one track a month um, of all the Darbys. Oh, you know okay. What I mean? But yeah, not to stray away from um, Lord Classy, too. Um, I'm curious, too, because, like, you got, like, Memoirs of a Lord, Lord Classy, and you got, like, Lord Juco. Um, I'm curious, uh, have you ever heard of uh, my guy Flea Lord before? That, that's that, that's the beloved right there. Flea Lord? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he, the, the, he, he fucks with Griselda, right? That, that dude? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy could spit. That guy could rap. That guy got his own movement too, loyalty and death too. I was gonna say, I was like, I think y'all would make a fire collaboration too. Absolutely, I got a hat, believe it or not. Oh really? Oh wow, loyalty and death. Yeah, so much. I was gonna say, (laughs) when you're um, rapping on tracks like "Don't Dat Me" or "Tasteman," is that did I say right? Tasteman. Um, when you're rapping on tracks like that too, do you write stuff down or is it off, or is it off your phone? Cause like, 
I'm curious about that too. There's nothing wrong with either. I'm just curious on how the artist like writes writes down their art. Um, to be honest, it's both. But that album was off my phone, or that EP, sorry, was off my phone. Did you ever fully write EP slash album just strictly off paper? Like, is there a project yeah. that you strictly did off paper? Yes. Yes. Um, Mark and Wayne was off paper, I believe. Okay. Um, but no, like, yeah. Uh, I don't mean to be confusing, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good, I understand, too. Um, when you're picking album covers, too, I'm curious, um, how come you never want to include yourself on the cover? That's one thing I always wanted to ask you, sir. Because um, I'm not Master P, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I can't be doing these covers, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I can't. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I like how you keep it a bug. That's my guy right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, would you say it's something like that mysterious persona too you like? No, I just, I don't really fucking like people. So I'm just trying to stay like in my lane and, and out the way. And like yeah, that's that's that whole thing. Okay, so you so you really like are focused in the lane that you are because you know the lane that you're focusing in on. You're not trying to like become something. Like you're not trying to like go all out and become like like the next like Uzi Vert. Like you know like the lane you're trying to become like the next Rock Marciano. I wouldn't even say that to be honest. I'm I'm just gonna. I'm going to stay over here, like I said, out the way, and I'm going to just see where, where it takes me, and that's it. Like, I don't have no, I don't have no plans for it. It's just wherever it goes. But, hey, sometimes that, that could be, like, the best thing, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't have expectations. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's just... Um, yeah. I'm cu- curious, too. What's the feeling like when somebody buys your digital discography? Fuck, it feels good, man. Money in my pocket is, is always a great thing. And especially right? off of rap, too. Oh, my God, I can't I'm not, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to say, like, money's all that matters, but, like, fuck, it's a great feeling to have money to <laughs> I, I, I can't, you know? Or especially if it's off rap, too. Well, definitely. definitely. It's like, damn, I just did it because I love it. <laughs> but you definitely have a passion for it, too, because it's like, it's like what you said, you just see where it takes you. Showcasing your yeah. talent. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm curious on who you listen to interview-wise. Like, do you listen to old interviews like DMX, Nas, Jay-Z, just to get inspired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watch those. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I always watch the locks, if I can get the locks on anything. Oh. The locks uh, are, are a great bunch. <laughs> yeah. um, I loved. I love. Did you hear um, the Hot Nine Seven when they're arguing of Puff? Oh, that's classic. <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah, yeah. Puff telling them to come up to the office, Jada, because we can't come to the office because you got security. <laughs> <laughs> like facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, also, too, um, with Florida Classy, did you have to play around with that album? cover too because like I love album cover I mean album artwork cover too and it looks like that it's like uh, drawn with a sharpie yeah actually um, I reached out to my boy um, Cape Town Ape 
on Instagram. Uh, and he drew it for me. I told him what I wanted, he drew it, and that was it. It was the cover. It was fucking perfect. Nine, ten times out of ten, anything I got, I remember I saw a guy. He got it down for you, no problem. A very talented person. Um, how how important is it to have your each of your projects mixed and mastered? Sorry, what was the question? How important? Yeah. Uh, it's very important. Obviously, you want to have clarity. Like, you don't want to fucking have people like, I can't fucking hear this one. This one's louder than this. Like, like I understand to a certain extent people doing this shit themselves just to have it out. But like, if I'm having trouble hearing shit, I don't know. Uh, that shit bothers me. When did you uh, first learn to get your stuff mixed and mastered? Because you had to learn it from somewhere. Um, the peep, peep, I went to a studio, paid for the whole thing. Like, the, being in the studio, I paid for probably the most little amount of time you can think of. I wasn't trying to do that, so I went there ready. But, um, yeah, that that's what hits you, is fucking paying for a studio. And actually being in one of those professional environments where they do shit on the spot properly, they're worth the money. Yeah, well, and it's like what you said too, it's professionally too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm curious too, investing in yourself too, because a lot of people be expecting shit for free nowadays. It's like, no, you got, what's, okay, as from somebody who has records with Westside Gun, Conway, Rock Marciano, Kid Vicious, Daniel Sun, how important is it to invest in yourself or Juco? Uh, to be honest, um, of, of course it's it's important, but to me, I don't look at it as investing. So I just look at it as like, these are the people I like to listen to. So these are the people that I should be surrounded with if I'm trying to get better. You know what I mean? So like, if this is what we look at, if this is someone I'm looking at as like top tier, then if I'm rapping with them, I'm holding my own, then what does that make me? Really mean? Yeah, you look at your peers as as uh, inspiration, as you would say. Yes, there you go. That's a good word. All right, I like that. I like this guy right here, man. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So as we um coming into twenty nineteen, to what can people expect from Lord Juco in the future? To after Lord Classy. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, to be honest, man. There's, there's, like I said, there's gonna be. Death at a Derby song every fucking month, once a month for the okay. whole year. Because me and Cousin Fail, half of them are going to be produced by Hobgoblin. The other half, will, we, we've got some other people signed on, on board, ready to go. So, um, My personal shit, I, I'm, I don't want to get into anything, because you never know, right? Yeah, you never know what could happen there's, in the future. There's definitely shit coming, that's 100%. Well, at least, you, at least the people want can know that, like, they got stuff coming. I can be exactly. anticipated. Exactly. came on last month, so I think we can all take our time with this. You know. And now is that a Bandcamp exclusive only, or do you have plans on releasing that to streaming sites? Uh, no, we're gonna do physical studio Red Records, which I will announce soon once we sort it all out. Okay. All right, man. Your man of business too. I like that. Absolutely. Now, uh, Lord Juco, uh, this is a question that I ask all my guests too, and this is a question that nobody can give the same answer to, so I'm curious to get your answer on this. Okay. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Can you say that again? 
Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Yeah, fuck everyone. <laughs> Straight up. I see no one said that before. Fuck <laughs> everyone. That's, that's the truth. Yeah, because you got to do what makes you happy. You're fucking right. You got to deal with you. You don't got to deal with everyone. You just deal with you. Yeah. Fuck everyone. There you go. Yeah, see, ain't no one said that before either, too. So <laughs> that's what I said. Ain't nobody can answer that question the same. Um, there you go. With you having, um, well, I see it. Maybe you don't see it. You got a fucking bright career ahead of you. Um, is there anything that you like to plug in before I let you go, Lord Juco? Um, yeah, the Lord Classy tape came out last month. You should go peep it. Physicals are coming soon, so I'll be expecting some physical copies of that via the Red of Records. Um, that's it, basically. And with that being said, uh, it's the fourth Canadian artist to appear on From the Desk Vote. Us Canadians got to stick together. Um, another classic interview from the Desk Vote featuring Lord Juco.